And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Presented by The Athletic. Good morning, good afternoon, whatever time of day it is that you are listening. Folks, thank you very, very much for listening today. Today is the 29th of August, year of our Lord, 2023. Welcome to a very special edition of the Bun and Cardigan Show presented by The Athletic. I'm, of course, joined by the on-again, off-again man who wears the cardigan, James Edwards III of The Athletic. James. Nick, sorry. It's been there you a while. go. Yeah, you're rusty playing hooky last week. You forgot how to do the show. And uh, I'm playing hooky next week. I'm off again next week. Laz, you hear that? You're on deck, dude. Um, okay, Bun and Cardigan Show Awards are here. Technically, first inaugural. We'll get into that in just a second, James. Before we do, you had a week off. Now you're back in the saddle. What do you got cooking up for us over at The Athletic? Uh, the same day, if you're listening to this on Tuesday, the day the pod drops, I also have a story up on kind of my five off-season thoughts now that the dust has settled and we're here in the dog days. Just five thoughts on the Pistons off-season, possible trades coming up, uh, contracts that were signed, rotation, this, that, and the third. So that'll be up on Tuesday. I'll have one more at the end of the week. I can't tell you what that'll be right now because I don't even know. And then I'm going back on my last week of vacation. Are we in the dog days of the offseason? I had no idea after last week we did the draft of guys yeah. we were sure were going to pan out. Well, all right. So I'm, I'm glad you brought it up naturally. Um, we're first gonna, of all, we're first of all shout recap out to Zar. Yep, shout out to Zar. Thank you. I was going to say we can do a recap. At, we're going to do a little spoiler alert. After the awards, we're going to do a brief uh, Bonnie Cardigan show after party. If you want to cover that at the end, or we can just do it now. Um, well, We can save it for the end. Shout out to Zar, though. He did yep. a good job. Yeah, I guess I'll I'll save my my thoughts or my 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 spanking of you toward the end. Lots of people had thoughts on that. Uh, James, this is a very momentous occasion. Uh, longtime listeners of the show will remember the first year of the pod. Within the first six months, we did the Motown Noah Awards, which yep. was just a carryover from when I did my own solo pod, Shoot the J. Which funny little you know tidbit here for for the new listeners of the show? Probably the funniest thing about James and I is years before we knew each other, we didn't know each other existed. We each <laughs> had individual podcasts called Shoot the J, and we named it. We each named it that because of the Eddie Murphy Prince Chappelle sketch, right? That's why you did it too. Yeah, well, the Charlie Murphy. All right. Did I say Eddie? I'm sorry, Charlie yeah, Murphy. R. Charlie. All right. Yes, that is. True. Shout out. And I did it with my boy, Jordan Mears. So we were both J's. Uh, so shout out to Jordan if you're listening. Yeah, shoot the J. I think 
I want to say I like the last episode of Shoot the Jam. I might have been at the Athletic still then. I can't remember though. Um, yeah, that was a while ago. But yes, we had the same we had the same podcast name. That is that is a fact. And one of the things that I would do annually in the off season was my own little award show. And you know, everybody who listens to this knows how I am. I took some of the awards seriously. Some of them weren't so serious. Uh, it's been two years. There has been a a long hiatus since we have done an award show uh, on on this podcast. And I figured it was high in time that we brought one back, uh, rebranding it. Uh, some are saying a better rebrand than X. We are now calling it the Bun and Cardigan Awards, no longer the Motown Noah Awards. Uh, and everything... Pour one uh, out. Pour one out. Yeah, RIP. Uh, every award that we're going to be giving out on the show, it's important to note it has to do with this show. So all the context of it is sort of the, the history of this show within the last year, um, with some exceptions here and there, but we'll cross that bridge when we get there. So James, what do you say... We hand out our first award this year. I got it. I got this one. Well, let's let's do this. Let's our fantasy football leagues. We have two of yes. them. Yep. This week, I'm gonna have Nick do this because now that there is the well, he's gonna do it from our account. But just can you send um, two separate Zoom links with the dates? Sure. Just by some. So if you're in the fantasy football leagues, one or two, look out for your email by Friday for the Zoom links. For the draft on Monday and the draft on Tuesday. Cool. And then before we give our first award, let's take a break. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Alrighty, James. The first award that we're going to be handing out today, Rivalry of the Year. Let's start off with a bang. Can you give me the – because I'm going to be honest, this, and this is your thing. Yes. You you set this up. Can you give me the nominees and I predict, and I predict the winners? That's so anticlimactic. And so, like, okay, do it how you want to do it. It's your thing. Go ahead. Sorry. The nominees for rivalry of the year: James Edwards the third versus his Twitter followers. <laughs> Lonzo Ball versus a flight of stairs. Mariah Mills versus Zion Williamson, and Isaiah Stewart versus the month of January. And the winner. Is Isaiah Stewart versus the month of January. And it's important to note, even though Stu couldn't be here to accept that, the award, we will do it on his won. behalf. Hold Mariah on. Mills should have won. Hold on. I need to this is this is why I need to add this context. Okay. Alright, go ahead. I did a deep dive. Isaiah Stewart didn't just shoot eleven percent from three this last January. Go back to his second year. Check the month of January. What did he shoot from three? Eleven percent. Go back to his first year. What did he shoot from three? 
Zero. Only shot two. Only shot two, but didn't make either of them. A goose egg is a goose egg, right? And as and as much as this is an Isaiah Stewart podcast, every once in a while, we just got to say, hey, Isaiah, a lot of eyes going to be on that three ball come January. Really need to see. Really need to see that blossom. You know what I mean? He shot 11% his second year in January, too. Yeah. I didn't, yeah, I, I, I didn't look that up. That's all right. That's pretty funny. Right. You have to contextualize it. Um, yeah. I, I do want to say as a, as a quick note. If you're kind of wincing, groaning at the Lonzo thing, stay with me for a second because Stephen A. comes out and is like, Lonzo, I'm hearing reports that he can't get out of a chair. And Lonzo's pretty quick to go to Instagram being like, Stephen A. Smith, I can get out of a chair and is, uploads a video of him standing up and down from a chair. When that report comes out that Lonzo Ball can't go up the stairs, I didn't see a video of him going up and down stairs. So, and if I'm if I'm not mistaken, didn't Stephen A. said it hurts him to get up and out of, out of a chair? I actually don't know what Stephen A.'s quote was. <clears throat> First of all, he sh- I, I'm not a fan of that whole thing. And then Stephen A. saying, "I know your doctors. Like you can go to. It's pretty sure somebody can get arrested for that. Um, doctors, if if his doc, Conf- if, Lo- if Lonzo's doctors are telling Stephen A. that, then uh, somebody's going could go to jail. Uh, That's a doctor-patient confidentiality or whatever it is. I would assume so. Yes, uh, but I thought he said he sh- he he's in pain getting out of a chair. And for being honest, Lonzo did look like he was in a little bit of pain getting up and out of that chair. <laughs> he could do it, but he didn't look comfortable doing it. Um, he definitely looked flustered. But that Mariah Mills should have won that. She's rolling over in her in her in her wet sheets right now that she didn't win this. All you've done is bring up. If this is based on our pod, all you've done for the last all summer is bring up Mariah Mills. You've it's dropped been, Mariah Mills in every pod. It's been a while since I have because you you had to dead that shit pretty early on. Because you tried to go on like a ten minute rant about Mariah Mills, and I'm like, we're just not doing this. Because I thought early on there was some juice, and then she just started saying crazy stuff, and she got the tattoo on her face. I was like, okay, this isn't actually. This is just wild at this point. This isn't even funny anymore. Has she even tweeted, or she got? Did she get banned or something? Is that a, I don't she know. She got you cooked. The, yeah, she got. I don't. She hasn't been on Twitter in a while. I don't think. Is she on an IG like acting a fool, or is she just kind of chilling? Is, that's not my. That's not my realm. Not my dojo. I'm not sure. It uh, is it your realm. It is your dojo. Well, so I'm asking you. If it doesn't cross my proverbial desk on Reddit, I don't see it. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, James, right. you have your first award of the night. Okay, it's my present. turn. Yep. All right. And this is the Flack Jacket Award, which, uh, for those that don't know, I guess who gets the most flack on this pod? Nick picked the nominees and the winners, so I don't know if I agree with all of them, but, I mean, we'll go. We'll, this will be the dialogue. And your nominees for the Flack Jacket Award, Killian Hayes, D'Angelo Russell, Carl Anthony Towns, and Aaron Gordon, who is a Papa Edwards exclu- exclusive uh, nominee. <laughs> And the winner, D'Angelo Russell. Wow. Wow. Did you see that one coming? Well, did I see who the winner? Yeah, I have it in front of me. Well, sure, but that makes sense. It makes complete sense. There is I would not, say, I, yeah. I would say on, on this pod, D'Angelo probably gets the most, the most hate. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. We don't talk about Rudy Gobert enough on this pod. No. We he sort of give get, him the cold shoulder. We shun him a little bit. It just, yeah, he's just not entertaining to talk about. Uh, yeah, Hall I've famer, just though. never been a. I guess, I've never been a D'Lo fan. So I, I think we've had conversations where we're both kind of just 
all set on D'Lo. But I'm trying. I feel like we're missing somebody. Originally, uh, originally Carl Anthony Towns was Shaden Sharp, and then I was like, "But we've each 180 on him so hard that we only say good things now." But early on, it I know, was mean. It wasn't mean. It was just no. What well, early on was why does it, why is everybody so sure that this guy's like the pick? Yeah, and, sure. and nobody saw him play basketball. No, it was we, we didn't know. And he's he's still like I don't know. Like he had a couple. He had six good games when the Blazers had. We're waiting one, two, three, Cancun. Like, I still am not sure. Um, yeah, no, D'Angelo feels fitting. I feel like that's the consensus. Like, do we have to talk about this guy? Like, we should never have to talk about D'Angelo on our pod. Is the most exciting thing going to be in what, like, two years when the new TV deal hits and the NBA decides to expand, whether it's one team or two teams? I hope it's two teams because then this definitely is going to happen. Vegas or Seattle is going to get tricked into drafting D'Angelo Russell in the expansion draft. It's going to happen, and it's going to be hilarious. Depends on who's running the teams. But, yeah, he feels like a a guy who would not be protected by whatever team he is on at the time. Yeah, you get that big contract. Because here's the thing. The most interesting thing about an expansion draft is, are you drafting guys or are you drafting assets? You know what I mean? Yeah, you would think that most teams would protect their best assets, but you probably try to find one or two. You know who I think would be disgusting, capital D, in an expansion draft is Sam Presti because he would get dudes on the margins. That would have been a good uh, – the James versus Sam Presti would have been a good uh, – Oh, that would have been a great on. one. You're right. On. That would have been a really, really good one. Can I tell you another one that I – one of the – uh, uh, inside baseball, one of the nominees that I deleted for rivalry of the year was James versus a group of women sitting in front of him in a Las Vegas gym. <laughs> it's not a rivalry. You didn't say anything to him. You don't know that. They were there for me. <laughs> you think they just sat in front of me? You know, me I, I, you know how many seats were available? Do I think they were there watching Pistons Summer League basketball? You're onto something here. They were there watching Pistons Summer League basketball, yes, but they were also there. They weren't. They were sitting by me for a reason. All right, let's move on to another one. You're gonna like this one. All right, Nick's worst take of the year. Ooh. How many? How long is the nominee list? <laughs> it's only four for each category. Only four. All right. Had to really scrape the bottom of the barrel for this one. And the Did nominees you, I are. The, I thought the barrel would be full. No, you'd be surprised. I was like, man, I just keep firing off good takes. We're all the bad ones. Jeez. Let's hear it. The nominees are. I heard from a little birdie that Cade's brother was at the game. He must be getting surgery pretty soon if he's got family in town. <laughs> and then you immediately corrected me and said his brother is at every single game that he's played <laughs> in Detroit. He's but, at the vast majority. Like, it's not a thing for him to be at the game yet. But then what happened? Cade got surgery soon thereafter. So, we, you know, who ended up being right? I don't know. Remains to be seen. Jury's out. It's not, but that's funny. Middle of December. This is a version of Killian Hayes we've simply never seen before. I mean, that's not a hot take. That's That was true. <laughs> yeah, but the way it it's aged. A, but the way it aged, though. No, but... You, no, okay. That's, I mean, it's your, again, it's your list, but you are correct in saying that that version of Killian Hayes was not a version we had seen before. Real so I, pop- I hope that didn't win. Real popular one as of late. James Wiseman is everything everyone was telling me he wasn't. 
And he might be, and he could be, but we don't know. I was just saying something. Okay. And finally, the Milwaukee Bucks might not lose a game in the playoffs this year. I said that in February. And the winner. The Milwaukee Bucks might not lose a game in the playoffs this year because, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you something. They got bounced in the first round by the eight seed. <laughs> and I, since I am here to accept this award, I humbly and graciously accept it on behalf of, of those of you out there who hold such disdain and vitriol towards my Bucks fandom and how much I enjoy the city and the fans and the arena. And I, I just love me some Giannis Antetokounmpo. So uh, this one's for you guys. Could not have been more wrong about that one. I can take it a step further. Uh, I made a song. I have the demo still of, I made it in like April, like the playoffs hadn't even started, maybe like late March, uh, that I was going to release in June after they won the finals. I made have a championship I, have song Have I heard this? No, you haven't. Are you going to insert it into the pod? No. You should. No, it, it will never see the light of day at this point. It's embarrassing. They got. See, I think I think you're cap. You're cap right now. It's Mil- It's called Milwaukee Talkie. I swear to God, people have heard it. It's recorded. Play ten seconds for the people right here. No. Come on. <laughs> Maybe I'll do it in the after party. Maybe we'll get loose, take some shots. I'll throw All on right. some Milwaukee Talkie. All right. From voter fatigue to coaching vacancies, though I never wish injury. League-wide, these issues find ways. Messing with championship teams. 50 Mac Minis, please. Some Sprite with the lemonade. And Chris is so menacing. And Drew is our holiday. Um, the fact that you remember your bars to this is nastier than drafting Joel Anthony. I got some takes on that. James, you have another one to present. Okay, let me pull up my phone. All right, we're on to the O. That's what we're getting award and your nominees. Jaden Ivey, Jalen Duran, James Wiseman, and Isaiah Livers. And your winner, Jalen Duran. It makes too much sense. He did too much this year. I think everybody at some point this year with Jalen Duran was like, oh, that's what we're getting out of this guy? I don't know how many of you out there watch the opposing team's broadcast, but if you stream games a certain way through a certain website, sometimes you don't have a choice and you just get what you get. You know what I mean? So I spend at least half of the season watching opposing broadcasts, right? And anytime Jalen Duran did anything, they were like, how old is he? Like, what? Like, how? how is this dude this big? How is he moving this well? How is he scoring this well? How is he defending this well? Um, and that was probably the most mm. exciting thing. What? It's got to defend better, but yeah. As a 19-year-old, I'm not mad about it. I'm not mad at him winning. I would have – a guy who got snubbed, though, is Alec Burks. I don't think your casual fan knew how much of a bucket Alec Burks was. I did, and on this podcast, that's what the award is. That's fair. You're right. Yeah. You're right. right. So there we go. My bad. Jalen Duren. My bad. Jalen Duren, congratulations. Now, this – Next one is I'm cheating a little bit, okay? But sometimes Did you end up having is that is that one award on here that I hope is on here that you texted me about that it is. That's yes. next. Don't worry, okay. that's next. This is it's right now? No, it's next. Like sorry, okay. after this next one. Okay. You know, sometimes when you have an award show, the winner is so clear cut, it's so open and shut, word to Dr. Seuss, that you don't even invite the other nominees. It's not even worth 
you know, flying people out, paying for airfare, all this extra food, making them put on this, you know, this Tom Ford suit just to, you know, mingle with their peers and have them lose. This category only has one nominee, and it's the winner. Take of the year. My favorite take on this podcast in the last 365 days. I know what to. should be the I know what should be the winner, but I know it's not it. If you picked it, I'll you'll I'll I'll send you something. I don't know what it is. Goes to is it, wait. Is it your take or my take? You gonna let me present the goddamn award? I want to know. Is it like you're about it, to find out what it all is? Right. All right, go ahead. The winner of take of the year. James Edwards III correctly pointing out that Mo Wagner was faking being knocked out and having it confirmed by Cole Anthony on a podcast last month. Gary Harris. Gary Harris. I'm sorry. Gary Harris on a podcast last month because he was like, yeah, Mo was on the other bench. He's like, I'm just going to lay here and not do anything. And I tell you what, dude, you caught shit for that because if memory serves, the timing of it was terrible because I think we recorded that. Probably right after the game. No, bro. It was like the morning of the day that the DeMar Hamlin thing happened. So when that pod released, people are waking up thinking about the DeMar Hamlin thing, and then you get on this podcast and are like, Mo Wagner was faking being knocked out. And it, the optics of it weren't great, but the timing was just... And then you it's ended true. up being right. But it was true, and you ended up being right about it. And uh, yeah, I, just, I didn't... I forgot about that. I forgot. That's a great... Actually, that's a better one than the one I wish you would have picked for yourself. There was another nominee. But because I did catch a lot of shit for that, which made no sense to me because... With all due respect, like I'm not, I'm not, I wouldn't, I wouldn't irresponsibly just get up here on a public forum and say something that's not true. I, I don't know if people like I have a job that it it, that uh, enforces integrity and ethics. If I wasn't a hundred percent sure that Mo Wagner faked it, I wouldn't get up here and say that. I was a hundred percent sure that he faked it because people on the bench told me that he said he faked it. So I don't understand. I never understand. That's why I didn't care when people were saying stuff. I'm like, you know how many people told me that he told them that he's just f- going to fake it? He's just going to sit there, yeah. Because he yeah. It's, a, it's a numbers game. He was he playing went a numbers Stu's game. He went to Stu's arms. He has, he has Twitter. He saw what Stu was trying to do to uh, LeBron. <laughs> like, he has Twitter. But, yeah, that's why I didn't care. When Yeah, I do deserve some apologies. Yeah, if you if you are uh, – if you um said I was making that up or I – lied first of all google gary harris mo mo wagner killian hayes you can find gary harris talking about it saying that mo admitted that he faked it uh which i didn't need that confirmation from gary but if (laughs) you thanks if you gave me shit for that please send me send uh, an apology bun and cardigan at gmail.com a n d uh spelled phonetically no ampersand the take though the the most b and c take which like didn't you you should have your own, own like we should each have our take of the year. I'll take that. But your take of the year, it's my favorite take. It obviously is not going to come true. But when you said that if you're Portland, you want you want Dame. Okay, give me Eric Spolstra. I love that take. That was a good take. Yeah, I mean, at, at this point, can we get a temperature check? Does anybody care anymore about that about that whole thing? I'm not no. talking about supposed. To, nobody cares. No. If it happens, it happens. And I mean, there's a chance the Pistons open the season against Dame in Miami. Oh, I didn't even think about that part of it. Holy smokes, dude! 
but we will see. Alrighty, we move That's on. That's a good good job by you. I, I like that winner. Thank you. I'm here to happily accept my award. Flint got something to say. <laughs> Shout out to Outcast. Dedicating this to Lil Mookie. I have yeah. two awards left, and then we'll get to the after party. Let's take a break first. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. If you're as obsessed with basketball as I am, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Hey guys, this is JJ Redick. Twice a week, I'm cooking up something special for basketball junkies on my podcast, The Old Man and the Three. I bring on guests in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, like Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, or Paulo Bencaro on his shooting workouts with Kevin Durant, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron when they were teammates in Miami. But it's not just about the player interviews. Every Monday, I break down the top three things happening around the NBA without the outlandish takes. Often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler, we dive deep into topics like rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? The Old Man of the Three is the only companion podcast you'll need during the playoffs this year. Be sure to listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you are somebody who listens to this uh, with uh, some younger ears with your children, first of all, we appreciate it. Try to keep this as family-friendly as possible. Sometimes it's not possible with the two of us. However, if you do that, I would say you've got some sensitive ears around Use that skip button, okay? Go ahead a couple minutes here because we are going to be introducing Pause of the Year. I I can't wait to see the nominees for this. Here are the nominees for this. And the nominees are... I see Paul Pierce in Sadiq sometimes. <laughs> from James Edwards III. I said that? Yep. He carries we, a bit... Hold on, hold on. Did we say pause after that immediately or no? Yeah. Or do you not remember? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he carries a big load and he bangs with anybody that was me on who that was about Jalen Dern oh okay which is yeah it's valid right like that makes sense Sadiq is too strong to be playing basketball guys just bounce on and off of him from James <laughs> Edwards the no, third. no 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 I no, swear I to God that. that's I crazy. swear to God I swear to God you said it I swear I need I need the episode and the timestamp. And the final nominee. 
I just busted right inside him, and he can't extend on me anymore. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> and no. he seems a little overwhelmed by my girth and tonnage. A real thing that Skip Bayless said, and I... I gotta oh, tell okay. you, I was—I thought you were saying one of us said this. I was like, <laughs> "Hey, yo, no way!" And the winner is Skip Bayless. That's insane. I can't give either of us that one because that is insane. That's a uh, he shouldn't have. He's this should have just been strictly to the pot. That's crazy. That's hilarious, and I like I have tears in my eyes. But the first <laughs> one should have been the winner. I thought you want that. You want me to? We can change it if you want. This is the yeah, only Skip, one I'm willing Skip's to. Not, yeah, let's. Number one, I see Paul Pierce and Sadiq sometimes. I think the funniest Paul Pierce pause moment of all time. He was this is this is like five years ago, so it just doesn't even count. Oh, uh, that's funny. Is like he was talking about Joel Embiid, and he was like, "We're just getting a taste of him, but I I don't want a taste anymore. I want the whole load." <laughs> yeah, he was on TNT or whatever, and he was or, for real. Yeah, that was crazy. James really taking home the hardware. What is that? Two awards for you? Is it? Yeah, you got snubbed on the James versus Twitter followers, though. No, I James versus Sam Presti should right. have been the sure. nominee. Sure. And finally, this one is one of the only, I think, the only returning award from what was originally referred to as the Motel Noah Awards. Um, and let me give some brief uh, context can you read, here. Can you read what Skip said again? I don't believe this. I just busted right inside him. And he can't extend on me anymore. And he seems a little overwhelmed by my girth and tonnage. What did he say this about? Uh, boxing. That's wild. He knew what he was doing. He had to have. Skip Bayless, you think he knew? I think somebody hipped him to, for a viral moment. I do. If, if a producer fed that to him, that's foul. I think so simply because how long ago was this? I think I cheating a little bit because it was whenever Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury fought. So what? A couple more than a couple years ago. Was it that long ago? I don't know. I thought that was within the last year. Maybe that's just wild though. That's funny. Although I tell you what, I know a lot of people who have been producers at Fox Sports, and it wouldn't surprise me if a disgruntled producer was like, "This is a good line. Say this." Anyways. uh what I used to always do when I would watch Pistons games for like three or four, maybe five years, is every single night uh, at the end of the game, whatever my eyes and brain told me about who the player of the game was, I would go into my notes app, I would write their name, and I'd give them a tally. Oh, they did it two nights in a row? Congrats. Now you have two tallies. And by the end of the year, whichever player has the most tallies, essentially the player of the game awards, uh, they would end up being Motown Noah's best friend of the year, which is the closest that you can get to being the MVP uh, of this podcast. Shrouded in controversy this year because I don't know if I stopped doing it or if when I switched to T-Mobile a month or two ago, uh, me backing up my iPhone got a little messed up. So I either lost it or I just stopped doing it. And I don't remember, but I swear to God I was doing it. So I kind of have to just go off the dome. I do not actually have the numbers in front of me this year, uh, and I'm going to have to be a little revisionist. I'm going to have to do some sort of retrospective, who did I enjoy watching the most this year, right? So the final award, it all culminates to this. Well, is it who you enjoyed? You're switching it from who was the best to who you enjoyed watching? Mm-hmm, because Cade didn't okay. play. All right, I was going to say, because if it's the best, it's, I think it's only two guys that could win it. 
And the nominees for Nick's Best Friend of the Year. Jaden Ivey from Purdue University. That's a good one. Boyan Bogdanovic from Croatia. Jalen Duran from the University of Memphis. Or Isaiah Stewart from Rochester, New York. And the winner. Alec Burks keeps getting snubbed. Mans went out and put up 15 to 20 every night and ones left and right. Go ahead. No, go ahead. The theatrics here are really important to me. It's just disrespectful. Burke should have two. It's not. Let's be fucking for real for two seconds. If I put Alec Burks on this list, you would have called me disgusting. No, I wouldn't have. The team won 17 games, man. Bro, if I didn't put the young guys on here and I was like, Boyan Bogdanovich and Alec, Alec Burks, Burks and- missed the least amount of games of everybody you just named and was the most efficient player. And I sh- would- if, you, if you tallied it every night, he should have won the majority of them. Got to pick a lane. You got to pick a. You got to pick a lane. I'm just saying. S- I'm just saying the the criteria is not clear. But go ahead. Is it? Fame acting like they won 40 games or something. My brother in Christ. Is it? I'm sick because I love role players. Or what the fuck? You didn't pick the role player. Which Alec one is it? Alec Burks and Joel Anthony are not the same. I fan. will put a hand up and I will say, me forgetting Frank Jackson is an all time. Alec Burks for me. and I love Frank Jackson, the dude. Alec Burks and Frank Jackson are not the same. No, of course they're not. Frank Jackson isn't on the team. All right, go ahead and say go ahead and say Jalen Duran. Come on. And the winner is Jalen Duran. <laughs> of course. Yeah, of course it was. And it would have been it would have felt so much better and so much more satisfying if I got to say it five minutes ago when I was supposed to. And I gotta tell you, I wanted to have this conversation with you last week about Jalen Duran. Uh, but you weren't here, so I couldn't, and I wanted to wait. As somebody who you and I are in lockstep, Rico Hines footage does not do anything for us. Uh, for the first time in a really, really long time, I watched a clip from an off-season run, and I was ready to like go to the moon. I was ready to put a, a hole in a wall. I was ready to rip my shirt clean off. I got a take on the Rico Hines run, so I'm, I'm glad he switched it here. There was a clip of Cade kicking it out to a wide-open Jalen Duran, and this fluid jumper from three, Duran just dots the eye. And I got to say, dude, if I like to, if there's anything I like to do on this podcast, it's planning flags. You know, we talk about Devin Booker is going to be a piston within the next three years when Matt Ishbia is just Joseph, Joseph Sai 2.0, uh, and that whole thing doesn't work. Um, Asar Thompson's going to get at least three triple-doubles this year. What are we closer to? Jalen Duran dribbling or Jalen Duran shooting? Dribbling. I think so too. But I'm he's also gonna dribble. Yeah, he's gonna dribble this year. Yeah, but I mean like what I not what he was doing in summer league, but like a little bit what he was doing in summer league. Give me give me do that like at least five or six times before the all star break. Show me something, you know what I mean? So I have a I have a take on the Rico Hines run. Okay. And I hate to be hate to be that guy of course i was bored on one of my off days last week it's like f it i'm sitting on the couch anyway let me throw it on 30 minutes i saw twitter and like everybody was like gassing it up like it's like oh my gosh they're balling i don't it was i didn't (laughs) didn't think they were that like i thought they were fine you know what i mean (laughs) 
Like nobody had like warned me that they had turned the ball over fifty times. <laughs> they only yeah. showed like makes. Sure like Cade's not. midi cash. Of course. Yeah. Jaden had some nice stuff in transition. Duran had some dunks. Stu hit some threes. Asar's defense. It's fine, man. Like people were like they were okay. They won their games that there was so that's good, but like there was a it was there was like a lot of turnovers and a lot of easy dunks and not a lot of defense aside from like Asar and Kate had some plays. Yeah, but we saw I tell you what, actually, if we and want sure, Devin- and I know I'm just being the hater, so I'll I'm sure I'll get uh yeah, I'm, I'm sure I'll get get yelled at, but I thought all the pre-hype or the hype of people gave was some real Homer stuff <laughs> that I saw on Twitter. It was it was fine. I saw one, and I'm not trying to shit on this guy because he got he kind of got avalanched on Reddit, but he made a post in the Pistons sub where he was like, "Did Cade's handle stink in that video? Is his handle not that good? And is Monty Williams gonna defer to Monte Morris late in games to keep the ball out of Cade's hands?" And everyone was like, "What?" I mean, his he struggled with his handle in that thing, yes. But he, I also think it's it's important to remember um, a couple things too. And again, I've never played basketball on the level that Kate has. But when I go for a while without picking up a basketball, the handles the like the crisp, clean hand, like your handles a little loose. Also, he could have been like playing and sweating a bunch, like leading into that video, um, and it didn't sound like that was an issue at USA his handle. So I, yeah. I, Kate's the one, but I do think with that said, and I'm, I actually have this in my piece that's up today. I think Monty Monty Morris is going to close a lot more games than people think, whether that's with Jaden and Cade or him and Cade. Mm. The, the assist to turnover ratio is the best in the league. He's a 38% three-point shooter, good defender. Like, I just wouldn't be surprised if he closes. Whether it's they go three guards and Cade guards the three. Right. Or depending on how the game leads up to before that, it's just Cade, maybe Cade, Monty, Monte. Cade, Monte, and, like, Asar or Bogey. Like, I, I think Monte's going to close a lot of games. I'm just letting you know right now if Cade – checks out of a game and Monte Morris comes in and there's two minutes left on the clock, there's going to be an insurrection. Cade will not be the one checking out. Okay. Just making sure, making sure as long as Unless he floor. like has 50 turnovers, like you got to send it. Like you can't, you got to send a message. I don't think I'm just if, not where I just don't, I, there is never a time in my life where I will watch an off season run and assume anything. I will never make a bold prediction out of it. Like I get that we're excited that, you know, we're seeing some, our guys play and we haven't gotten to, especially a guy like Cade, you know? Um, but it's the same way that like, I don't watch Tom Kennedy run around in training camp and think like, Whoa, wide receiver two on deck. Like I don't, you know what I mean? Yeah, I like I watching, mean, I like watching him and like, like last year and, and this year, like chase Coda, that's fun, but I'm not looking at them thinking anything other than like, you're entertaining me right now. And that's all that matters. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, listen, I understand people are just starving for not only basketball, but Cade's return, so they want as much Cade footage as they can get. But yeah, man, that I, I thought that Rico Hines footage was fine. Like people were, I should have known too. Like 
got on like I got on Twitter and I was like, gosh, they're really gassing this up. Like these cats go crazy. Yeah, fine. <laughs> it was fine. I don't know. Maybe I'm a hater. I'm not wor- I, like I'm not like I'm not insinuating that they're like my thoughts on what they could be next season have not changed. I'm just saying I watched. I, I had a little. I don't know the way I viewed that the the Heinz run was not as with the utmost excitement that fans got from it. You didn't view it as favorably. Do you want to do impromptu so that I you thought it was won? good? It just like I, again, I just thought people thought it was like they actually found Zapruder film that was that wasn't fuzzy like like people were just losing their mind oh my gosh impromptu awards so that you win the night with three awards do you want hater of the year sure player hater of hater. the year we should say in spirit of Chappelle yeah I'll take player hater of the year even though it's just my job but I'll take it I'll be I'll take I'll be the scapegoat you telling wanna... everybody how, what like it is. People just don't want to listen, so then they get upset. But if they just listened. Listen to what? What are you talking about? Like, I was like last year. Like I'm like, you guys, the Pistons aren't going to be very good. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think playing, man. I don't know. That's, you do that to yourself. I think it's because we keep getting told, no, next year in free agency. No, next year. In free... And now that's dead, by the way. I will never, if anybody, Troy could be on this podcast and say next year we're going after in free agency. And I would call bull because that's not how you get guys in the NBA anymore. That's just not how it is. You cannot show me. I think the better term is offseason, not free agency. If you, yeah, sure. Tweak the verbiage. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Trade for somebody. Yeah. I, I tell you what, I saw somebody for the first time kind of tweaking out a little bit over like salary cap stuff. And I was like, here we go. This is what I'm looking for. Somebody's finally on the same page as me. That you you gotta you kind of have to be a little bit out on drafting too well, you know, because eventually that timeline adds up. I think what people are going to start realizing here pretty soon, for those who haven't already, and of which I'm sure there are a lot of people who have, especially if you listen to this show, a lot of these guys trade chips. You think you get Devin Booker for free? You know what I mean? Like a lot of these guys, you're not going to worry about paying them. Because that's how you get book. That's how you get bam. You know what I mean? I love when you like come to these realizations like thirty years later. No, 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 no. I'm saying I, I this was just a train of thought stemming from finally seeing somebody getting anxious about the payroll. And what my note to that guy would be is, we don't have to worry about paying them because they're going to be in Phoenix. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's kind of like we've talked about a bunch. You don't. How often do you do the young guys actually stay? We talked about it when they, the original core four, right? If there's a podcast, I will never there's go back one, and listen. There's to. one left. Uh, yeah, there's only one left. Is no, well, there's two. There's two. There's two. Whoa, whoa, James. Whoa. No, I mean, there, no, 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 no. Whoa. There's, there's. I'm talking about. There's two. <laughs> there's one that is <laughs> signed an extension. There are technically yes, two left on the team. Yeah, technically, right? Hey, man, hater of the year, lean into it. Say it with your chest. There's only one. Uh, I'm not hating. You want to go over some some really quick. You want to go over some cutting room floor cut for time awards? Sure. Boomer moment of the year. I really was trying to think of a category where I could just flame you. Did and you unfortunately, find, do you have nominees? I only have one. What that was, was the it? Problem. 
James not knowing about several iconic Jeff Van Gundy and or Mark Jackson moments. Like you having no idea about Mark Jackson during an NBA Finals game calling Savannah all city and saying he'd knock her out the park with all due respect isn't that the fact that you didn't know about that is wild. I cut um, you slack on not knowing about Jeff Van Gundy wondering what you can or can't do with second cousins because that was a little <laughs> more niche. But the Mark Jackson one is like Mount Rushmore of announcer shit. That might have been we should have done funniest moment on the pod. That that might have won it. Off the top of my head, that would be it would be tough it. to beat that. Yeah, that one. I was in tears. But that's what I mean. Every, I thought everybody knew. So there was that one, um, Romance of the Year. The winner was going to be Troy Weaver and recently divorced Halle Berry. That's a good one. I thought you were yeah. going to take a shot at me with that one. That's I was. I won't read it, but it is it's written down. James and Isaiah Stewart. It is written down. I wasn't going to say it. You yeah. said it. You said that's it. That's funny. That's but funny. The, that's why I just led with the winner was going to be. And I reckon that's probably why. We haven't had much Pistons news. Troy must be pursuing Halle Berry. What do you think? Troy is a married man with children. Is he so, really? Yes. Oh. So no. My apologies to the Weaver family then. <laughs> uh, attempted coup of the year. I was thinking about giving that one to uh, the recently barbecued Yevgeny Prigozhin. But then I was like, it's a bit of a Mickey Mouse coup that he threw out there. You know, he kind of riled you his have, guy. I haven't heard English in... 15 seconds i don't know what the hell you're talking about he just riled up his dudes and was like let's go mag dump moscow and then for like two hours did that and then went back to belarus and the belarusian president was like you should not go back to russia and then yevgeny Prigozhin was like okay oh, i know what you're talking about now and then he went to africa for a little bit and then gets on a flight from moscow to st petersburg the flight attendant's like oh, flight's getting delayed this is oh speaking of getting on a flight watch hijack on Apple TV, with Idris Elba, phenomenal show, very oh, entertaining. You pay for Apple TV? Yeah, Ted Lasso. Oh right, yeah, okay, that makes sense. It's it's basically it's it's seven episodes, seven hours. Each hour is an episode in the plane as it's getting hijacked. So it's like twenty four then. Sure. Because I'm pretty sure that's how that show worked. Is every episode was it. was an hour in the twenty? I think that's okay. how it worked. At least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, very good. Yeah, entertaining. Hey, you're really trying to move off that Yevgeny Prigozhin <clears throat> thing. They yeah, had Can we? I just really want to get to Urin Zara's pod last week before we go. <laughs> oh, like, I'm I sorry. Just, give me, give me your thoughts. Like, what is wrong with you? Like, I do you do? Is it how much of a shtick? Seriously, I was being for real. Like, I, that, all of that podcast was for real. I just forgot about Peyton Siva and Frank Jackson, which are the two reasons. Well, Peyton Siva was the reason I even thought of doing the draft. That's not the issue, though. Like, that's fine. That's still sick behavior, like, getting hype about Peyton Siva. That's still sick. But I was, like, 10. You're a sick 10-year-old. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I do. Like, if it's shtick, just say it. Because otherwise, like, I, I'm going to send you the number to my therapist. Because why on planet Earth you got excited? Like, so the, the theme of the draft was guys you were thought were going to work out. Yep, but didn't. But didn't. And your team consisted of a 35-year-old Jameer Nelson, mm -hmm. a 35-year-old Joel Anthony. Mm -hmm. I don't think he was that old at the time, but he was still Joel Anthony. Like, you have 
like nobody said like Luke Kennard, nobody said Sadiq Bay, like actual young guys who like they had worked. promise. They worked. They didn't work out for your team. I, I would. I'm not going to do a revisionist and say that Luke Kennard didn't work for Detroit because he did. You going to say Bruce Brown didn't work for Detroit either? No. Here's the thing. This is what I'm talking about, right? When people say, James, why do you do the show with this guy? And you say, because he's wild, because he's passionate, because he cares. The reason that I am who I am, right, is because I care about the things that I care about. You know what I mean? But is it so you're admitting it's shtick? No, no, no. Because there's no reason that as somebody the age of 12 or 13 or 14 or whatever the hell age you were, oh, my gosh, we signed Jameer Nelson. Oh, oh, we're, like, we're so like back. 19. I was like 19 when we did <laughs> we're that. We're so back. I thought he was going to help the playoff push. I did. Why? The draft. Because he, he went to a finals 10 years before? The draft was biggest swings and misses. Is it not better content? And that is not an admission that it was. I was goofing, but it's way better content if I do honest self-reflection and say names that you hear and go, why did you think this was going to work? That's why it was no, such no, a no, big no, no. swing and a miss. See, this is where our miscommunication is. I'm not questioning them being on your list. I'm not questioning your list. How, how, how do, what's the best way to say this? Uh, I'm questioning what were you going through at that point in your life that you were excited about Jameer Nelson? Not necessarily that he made the list because I'm asking what, where were you at in your life that you were like, we just signed Jameer Nelson? Are you kidding me? We're back. Joel Anthony? Holy See, cow. So when Jameer Nelson was Jameer Nelson, I cared a little bit about basketball. And then when yeah. he started getting old was when I didn't care anymore. So then when I jumped back into basketball and we signed Jameer Nelson, what does my you, brain tell me? You just thought that nobody, like he thought he was Benjamin Button? Age did not matter to me at the time. Okay. I also will – I can say in retrospect he was like 35. I think I was thinking he was like early 30s. And I was like, that's not that big of a deal. They got him for a guy who I can't even think of his name right now. Was it Bryce Johnson or was it the other – Willie Reed. Willie Reed? Could have been. That's all you need to know, man. Yeah, it's too bad uh, Czar's not on here to defend that Thon Maker pick. That I understand. He doesn't need to defend that. A young, uh, wink, wink, young, however old he is, <laughs> a young guy who's seven foot with long arms and was a high school mixtape guy. Like, I understand as a, te a teenager being excited about that and, and overly inflating what that could be. I don't understand a 19-year-old. We signed Joel Anthony. Oh, my gosh. Like, Dre's backup? We're, my, let's go. my logic was airtight. My logic was airtight on that one because he no, was playing not. on a championship team for three years, playing like 10 minutes a game at most, but playing really solid defense. And for a guy in Andre Drummond who, I mean, you know, I was like, I'm not into this Moose and Andre Drummond thing. Throw Joel Anthony out there. This guy I, can bring back the culture. I understand being like, oh, we signed Joel Anthony. Cool. Like culture guy, good vet for the, for the young guys. I don't understand being so excited about him that he makes your top five biggest, I thought this guy was going to do something and not. And that's why I was so upset at the end. 
is because I should have replaced a few of those guys with the Peyton Sivas and Frank Jacksons of the world. I, I considered Carlos Delfino. That's a good one. Jameer yeah, Nelson is not. Who's your five again? I can pull it up. You'll have to give me uh, just a quick second here. And this is why part of me why I think it's shtick is because you have a Seku and Killian shirt and didn't draft either one of them. I didn't think it would be nice to draft Killian, and we did cover that at the end, that he was on my big I, board. I heard that, but you also just put him on the Flack Awards. Touche. I'll give you that one. I will concede that one. My team was Avery Bradley, Joel Anthony, Jameer Nelson, Dante Hall, Joe Johnson. That like Dante Hall? Yeah, I was for real. Yeah. I could Did you put, watch like, a lot King of SEC basketball? Uh, I'm pretty sure he was an Avery Johnson recruit, so yes. Or what do you think? Like, all right, like this is what I really struggle to comprehend. Like, how are you? Like, how are you? How at any point were you more excited for Dante Hall than, like, let's say even Kyrie Thomas? Size, frame. Be- <laughs> because the the league was not in this flux of these guys who are like five nine are really taking over the league. No, it was Kyrie is six three. Is he that tall? Well, yes. Dante Hall was 6'9", 230. Which frame sees a little bit more success in the modern That's NBA? fine. One guy started in the G League. Yeah. One guy was drafted with a, a high pick in the 30s. That doesn't then, mean like, anything to me. I understand, but I'm talking about like your excitement, especially anyway. Like, how, is Christian, how is Christian Wood not on this list? Because that worked. He was really good for us. But he didn't. He was here a year and a half. Like you thought he was like me, like thinking Christian would be like a, a pillar piece for this franchise, and he didn't end up being that. Because that wasn't and it that wasn't an admission on his game. It was an admission of the front office being like we don't want to pay him. So that's not his fault. That's not. But that he is didn't kind of an out. admission of his game because he's still a free agent. and It's almost September first. Now it is. Now that we have, he hasn't because been, he's been he hasn't been any worse. Well, I would numbers say numbers are actually better. Character-wise is probably what maybe the like defense, did. yeah. But that yeah. you have those same things. But like, so that's my point is like you can't like I just know with a straight face you can't sit here and logically tell me you were more excited about Joel Anthony joining the Pistons and it not working out, whatever that means for a thirty-six-year-old backup big man. Oh, now he's thirty-six. I thought he was thirty-five. Whatever the hell age he is, you cannot tell me that 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 drummed up more excitement in you than the Pistons drafting. Seku Dumbuya. Because you have a Seku shirt. So Seku and Stanley, I left on the table on purpose. That was strategy. So is your point like you're tanking? No, because I was sneaky hoping for the second pick. So that way when – because I knew Zara was taking Stanley. I knew whoever got the first pick, like Stanley was who everyone was going to assume was getting picked. And I was hoping I got the second pick so that I was like, well, Stanley's off the board. I guess I have to take Avery Bradley. But I know in my heart of hearts, my gut, Avery Bradley is sort of the embodiment of why I love role players so much. You know, this the, the, that the one oil. I don't hate, but like you could if you guys went 10 rounds, you could have got Avery Bradley in the 10th round. I don't know about that deep, but I didn't have to go 1-1. I agree with that. <laughs> That's wild. I forgot he was like, I actually didn't hate that pick, but I forgot now that you said I forgot he was 1-1. Like, yeah. Gosh, I wish I, I've. Uh, your childhood, man, is. 
the fact that you got excited that you took Avery Bradley one one in a I can't believe he didn't work out for my ball club team. But when it got us Blake. Do, so <laughs> he didn't get you Blake Blake Blake's knees got you Blake. What are you talking about? If we didn't have Avery Bradley, Blake Griffin's not walking through the door. It's not true. The Clippers wanted to get rid of Blake Griffin. That's why. That's why the Clippistons. Blake Griffin's knees got you, Blake Griffin. Oh, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Yeah, okay. All right. Thanks, Steve Ballmer. James, you got an album for us before we get out of here? Um, What have I been listening to? Let's go Slum Village, Fantastic Volume 2. Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts. You don't have one? What have I been watching recently? Um, I rewatched the big short the other day. Cause I think Adam McKay is probably the best. Uh, and you would agree with this. Uh, Adam McKay is probably the best director alive. Uh, I don't believe that, but his dialogue is great. Adam McKay, uh, has had two film careers. He had your film career, which was stepbrothers, anchorman, Talladega nights, the other guys, um, any Gary Sanchez productions movie, uh, with Adam McKay and Will Ferrell. Mm-hmm. those are the movies that you always love and that you revere. Then mm-hmm. his second his second film career uh this last like 8 years he did The Big Short which was about the uh housing market crash in uh 2008. Mm-hmm. Um incredible movie. He did Vice which is about Dick Cheney. Um and then the most recent one he did was like a year and a half ago last uh, two Decembers ago he did Don't Look Up. And I think of all the directors in the world um, that I love and that I, I get up for, you know, that I get out of bed. Uh, there's like Ari Aster, Robert Eggers, um, Ty West, um, Alex Garland. But Adam McKay, I think, from a dialogue perspective, also was a producer of uh, Succession. People who listen to the show know how much I loved that show. Um, yeah, I'm just excited. He's got a new movie coming out next year. Another political drama from him. Uh, the type that make you think. And uh, very have a smile on your face. I love I'm it, dude. Excited. Because he's one of those dudes that, like, when he does a press run for his movies, he's got this smug look on his face that he's like, "I know what I do, and I know that idiots like Nick eat it up and worship me." And he's right. I do. I don't think there's anybody like him. I think he's just the best. So, uh, James, this was fun. I think this was a fun pod. Supposed to say Nick. Uh, the Motown Nick. No, not the Motown No Awards. I apologize. Formerly known as the Motown No Awards, the Bunny Cardigan Awards, twenty twenty three. Got some stuff to tweak for next year. Got some stuff that will workshop. We'll, we'll, we'll. We have to be. It should be a little bit more collaborative. I was gonna say I'll run these by you because I was mainly just like he does. You did a great job. No, you did a great job. But it, uh, now that I know we're bringing this back, I'll, I'll make sure to add my two cents. Sure. The last time we did it, if you remember, we had also had a live studio audience. We, we had did. like a we had like a big Zoom. Maybe we'll do something like that next year. Yeah. All right, James. Yep. Uh, check out your emails if you're in our fantasy yep. leagues. You know who you are for the Zoom links and people that were emailing me about fantasy basketball. Thank you. Uh, we will make an announcement whenever that will come and have you email us again if you were first or second place in one of the leagues. Boom. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate five stars, leave a review, subscribe if you are feeling generous. If you're listening to this on Spotify, you can also leave five stars. Review of the year and emailer of the year were two categories that also got cut for time, unfortunately. We will catch you guys. I'm so happy you brought the Mo Killian thing back. Thank you for that. 
I'm going to get you a raise for that. In the next one. Peace. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.